and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us connected, and perhaps inspired or challenged to do a bit more because we've made that connection. So this week, we're going to be talking to Prime Productions and their upcoming production of The Roommate. And I have with us in our first segment here, Allison Edwards, who is one of the founders of Prime Productions, and she plays the part of Robin in The Roommate. I also have their director of their roommate show, Greta Grosh. Welcome, you two. I'm glad you're here today. Thanks so much for having us. Oh, absolutely. So, Allison, this is a question for you. You Getting back on stage, is this your first show since the COVID uh, taking away theater from our everyday life? Yes, it is the first uh, return to the stage for me. It's very odd because I was sort of on a roll and we were getting ready to start rehearsals for this and then the curtain fell. And how did that make you feel, especially with Prime Productions? You have you know, not only your commitment to being on stage, but your commitment to the Prime Productions. And perhaps you can also share a little background about who and what and why Prime Productions exists for. Well, sure. I'll start with a little background. Prime was um, founded to specifically uh, try to um, deal with the, the short fall of plays that present mature women in a three-dimensional light because so often they're they're just presented as the butt of joke or the wife of the senator and not the senator and so we started to try to fill that gap and so and that also the majority of the ticket buyers are women over 50 so that was one of the things that made coming back, um, I mean, I hesitate to say after COVID, but yeah. coming, getting through COVID was that not only are our audit artists the vulnerable population for COVID, but our audience is yeah. also the vulnerable population. So we had to be particularly cautious when other theaters were taking a chance. We just felt we couldn't do that. So, so that's been that challenge. And then the other piece to that is we were sort of on a roll in terms of knowing how to produce a play and suddenly my partner Shelly Place and I we'd look at each other and go oh right we have to do that (laughs) you know things that were automatic to us two and a half years ago three years ago we suddenly had to re-remember for lack of a better word all those details well yeah Greta, in coming back and being uh, the director for their first show, uh, was there something that attracted you to both Prime Productions as well as this play, The Roommate by Jen Silverman? Well, as um, Allison pointed out, Prime Productions really is focused on women of a certain age. And, you know, two years have gone by, so we are even all more of a certain (laughs) age than we were before. Even more in our prime, (laughs) right, Greta? That's right. I am even more firmly now in the demographics than I was uh, pre pre pandemic. So, um, so I I am a fan of Prime Productions, and from when they first uh, formed their theater company, I was on board. They're a nonprofit, so I wrote them a check right away because um, there there really was a gap. There's a gap nationwide. I know Allison has talked about this in the past. 
even in terms of like the film industry and everything, there is a gap for roles and material about women of a certain age. And so, um, like I said, as I was approaching that age and now am in it, um, so when they approached me to, to be part of them, to partner with them, to create this, this piece, uh, to put this piece on stage, I was just honored and to help support them in this way. And then the show, it really does fit in with, I think, the messaging for Prime Productions because it is about these two women sort of in this second act of their life trying to figure out who they want to be. And that's something oh, so many friends of mine, like as they turn 50, they're like, I am now, I don't care what people think. I don't care what people say. I'm going to speak my truth. And there, that is sort of something that happens, I think, to women. As you get older, you spend so much of your life caring for other people and filling the roles that other people expect of you. And then you turn 50 and you're just like, I am going to live my life. So that is what these two women in this play are doing. That is what I'm doing in my life. And, um, and that, I think, is what Prime really celebrates. So it just it feels like just this wonderful collection of truth that has come together. And in this promotion, you, you have it uh, as a reinvention, which is a great description, I think, of what you just shared, of what women, especially after 50, start to do and looking at who are they really and who do they really want to be. Uh, and I, I like Prime Production because it allows us to feature and honor and celebrate women of a certain age that should get Prime attention. Uh, so with that... Tell me a little bit more about the play itself. You say that it's a dark comedy and and, um, these women are reinventing themselves. Give us just a little bit of a tease about the play itself. Allison, do you want to go? (laughs) Sure. Um, These two women, uh, one is a Midwestern housewife who has found herself recently single who advertises for a roommate. And although we don't know exactly where, it's probably something like Craigslist. And she gets a response from a woman in the Bronx of New York City. And so they, the, the woman, Robin, the woman from the Bronx, arrives sight unseen and is probably a little startling to Sharon. But it's how these women get to know each other and become ultimately friends and affect each other and really change the trajectory of each other's lives um, in the end and help them become their their best selves, really. Well, best selves might be a little, <laughs> but they're, maybe their true selves, what, maybe. And then... And in terms of the fact that, as Allison just described, on paper, they have these two very different lives. Um, The one is a vegan and and the other eats meat. So on paper, they have all these ways that they're different. And but it's really fun in that first scene when they start to sort of compare notes and the, the one is scared of the Bronx and the other one is scared of tornadoes. So it's it's fun, this sort of tennis match back and forth. But they're two equals who come together. And as I often say, they, throughout the course of the play, they surprise themselves, they surprise each other, and there are some wonderful surprises for the audience as well. 
What what strikes me about reinvention is that's really what we're all doing after COVID as well. I mean, Prime is reinventing itself as it comes back on stage. Uh, the audience members, we're all reinventing ourselves and acclimating and figuring out how to do theater again and, and bringing that back into our life and celebrating it. So reinvention seems to be kind of a key thing that that's impacting us all. Right, exactly. And with that, I also want to make sure that folks know how to get tickets. So they can um, go to primeprods.org. Uh, and when you go there, you can see a little write-up about The Roommate. Tickets are on sale right now. It is being uh, hosted at the Mixed Blood Theater, uh, which is a terrific theater. Uh, it, it, can tickets also be bought through Mixed Blood or only through primeprods? No, only through Prime Prods. I believe uh, Mixed Blood has put a link on their website that will send you to our website to buy tickets. But I, but no, you can't actually purchase them there. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to make sure that folks know that this is a great play to go see. Allison will be playing the part of Robin, and we'll be hearing a little bit more from um, Allison in the next segment. So, uh, And she'll tell us about her character of Robin. And we'll hear from Greta, uh, our director, and a little bit more about her background and what she's bringing to, the, um, to this wonderful play. And we'll hear her a little later on in the show as well. So thank you so much for um, being with us today and sharing about this terrific play. And we'll be right back after a few commercials. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And we've been talking about Prime Productions and their upcoming show, The Roommate. And in this segment, we're going to have a chance to talk with their director, Greta Grosh, who um, comes to the show with a lot of experience, both in commercial and theater and all kinds of good stuff. And what I really would love to know, Greta, uh, and thank you for joining us here at the end, as well as uh, helping us to kick off at the beginning of our show. And if you've missed our show, you can listen to it on podcast. Sometimes folks are uh, driving around and they only hear part of it. You can come to am950radio.com and you can hear the whole podcast. But getting back to Greta. Greta, tell me a little bit more about your background and all the richness that you bring to this show as a director. Well, thank you. Yes, so I started off in this business as an actor. That was my entryway into it. And then along the line, um, you know, I started doing voiceover and on-camera work. Um, I worked at what was Dudley Riggs at the time, improvisational Mm -hmm. theater, where that's where I sort of honed my improv skills and started writing sketch comedy. And then, um, and so then that sort of careened into doing more stuff for um, corporate clients, McDonald's, health partners, the Vikings, um, using my skills in improv and sketch comedy, working with uh, corporate people for their entertainment and educational purposes. And then in 2005, I ended up in the basement as a cast member of these musicals called Church Basement Ladies. Oh, and sure. Then, yeah, they're, so they're I'm an original cast yes. member of those. And then I went on to become the writer. So um, we are now, that started in 2005. We are now getting ready to, to do Church Basement Ladies number nine. Oh, my goodness. So I write those, and I'm in those. And then as a result of that, I also... Um, 
I have spilled off and I do a lot of other sort of comedy writing. I write this thing called the Medora Musical in Medora, North Dakota. I love and Medora. We go through Medora yeah. when we go out to Montana. It is fabulous yeah. out there. I love the, it's that little park, the, the uh, Teddy Roosevelt Park just before you get through. That's right. Yeah. And that's why Medora is famous because Theodore Roosevelt went back, went there like in 1883. And um, he said he never would have been president had it not been his first time in Dakota, in the Dakota Territory. So, yeah. So I spend a lot of my time in North Dakota and a church basement. Oh and then I got to come out of the basement Although we rehearsed the roommate in a church basement, so it really felt like I was coming home again. <laughs> so as a director, how do you approach uh, creating the space for these actors to, you know, bloom uh, into the play? How, what's your philosophy? How, how, do you, how do you like to approach a play like this, and how have you been supporting the actors in, in this play particularly? Yeah. So in this play, Alison Edwards and Greta Oglesby are two very accomplished actresses. So um, what I really brought to the table is my background in, for example, comedy. Uh And also because I have spent so much time in the rehearsal room as an actor as well, I know what that's like. And this is a really vulnerable place to be. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're coming and you're learning your lines and you're trying some new things, it can be scary. And this is a two-person show, so there are a lot of lines. So I, had, I told them at the beginning, I said, I want to create a, a safe space where, um, where we can make mistakes, and you have to be willing to be bad. You have to be willing to, um, to sometimes stink up the place on the way to something great. And so, um, I, you know, I, uh, I tr- but I also told them I want to challenge them because comedy is not something they will both say it's not something that people automatically assume that they could do again both really accomplished actresses Mm -hmm. and so we had a lot of conversations about um the difference between sort of playing comedy and drama and the intention is always the same which is i want something things are getting in my way and i'm trying to overcome these obstacles just in comedy, we just go about it in sometimes a clumsy way. But that is really sort of the fundamental um, truth of theater. But as I say often, Meryl Streep is such a great comedian because she's such a great actress. Right. So that you still approach it, it still requires timing, and it requires all of the setup and everything. So, um, so that was one of the reasons that they approached me is because they wanted us to be able to sort of tap into that. And this is really a relational comedy, so it isn't necessarily slapstick. Nobody's falling over a sofa or anything. But it's these two people, as we talked about in the first segment, these sort of two different personalities that come together and how that creates an opportunity for comic moments. So... Um, that's, that was one reason why they approached me in the first place. But then it's been such an honor. And like, as I told them, as we were approaching the end of our rehearsal period, the show turned into something else. I can't, we all come at it with our own agenda. You know, you read the play and you think you know what it's going to be. But because of all my background working in all these different environments, whether I'm working with corporate clients or whether I'm working on the Bedora musical, when you have a team, the team comes together Everybody brings their point of view to the table, and that changes the product. The product is different. It's the whole we are stronger together. When each of our voices is spoken into the room, 
it changes the product. So I thought the roommate was going to be one thing. Uh-huh. I, I start working <laughs> with Allison and Greta. They bring what they know and who they are to the table, and it becomes something else. So no other version of the roommate is ever going to be the same as ours because of the people that we have brought to the table. And even like our designers, like the lighting designer and the sound designer, we had a what they call a designer run-through where um, we run the show and the designers all watch. And then afterwards, the sound person came up with a note on a post-it note. And she was like, I just had this idea. <laughs> and I was like, great. So everybody, the costumer, the props guy, Everybody is dumping their version of the show into the basket, and then something new comes out. So, um, so it sounds very your style sounds very collaborative and community oriented, bringing out. Yeah, and that's and that's and that has been what I've learned in everything I've done. And like with the church basement ladies, when I'm the writer for those. Because everybody who's involved in those is really invested, sometimes there will be 16 people in the room who have an opinion about how things should go. And it drives me crazy, (laughs) but everybody has, everybody deserves to be heard. Absolutely. So everybody who's in the room deserves to be heard. Otherwise, why did we invite them? So that's, that's the, that's the, the most fun part, but it's also the most challenging part because it would be easier to tell everybody to be quiet and just do what I want. Right. But that is not, um, I don't feel like that honors the gifts that everybody else brings. To the, You're to creating the an inclusive theater. Oh, good. Oh, true. <laughs> so you, you bring up that you learn something new about, um, uh, the play by everyone bringing their whole selves and their interpretation, whatnot. Is there anything that you feel comfortable about aha moments that you had that don't reveal the play because we want to make sure folks uh, go see the roommate, but was there aha moments you went, Oh, this is really what it's about. This is, this is more at the heart of what I, um, of what I think we need to, to portray. Um, uh, like I said, we discover things together. Yeah. And some of it was even what these characters sound like. Oh, my goodness. Like, sure. and what their energy is. Because even like you hear, once you hear somebody's voice uh-huh. and where they, even where their timber is. So, um, Allison, as you have heard from talking to her today, her voice sort of sits, she's got this sort of lower register and just the, um, the tempo of her voice and everything. If another actress was playing the role, they might be like, I have, I'm very animated in my speech and Uh I'm very animated in how I gesture. And so the way I might say the line would be very animated. And I was just telling Allison today, she can deliver sort of this dry punchline with so on, so much nuance Mm -hmm. in a way that I wouldn't have heard the line in my head. So, um, it's that thing, and especially when you're having really um, advanced performers, the temptation is to want to give them a line reading, to say, say the line like this. But I have a responsibility to sit and to hear what they think, because even, like I said, the, where their voice sits in their register, how they, how they deliver a line, the nuance that they can put into a word is something I never would have imagined. And so I have to listen to that and not expect them to give the performance again because I'm an actor that I would give. And, so, um, 
And yeah. with that, I want to make sure that the audience knows the dates of the performance and oh, yeah. where to get their tickets. We're just coming up at the end of the segment. I want to make sure that they get it. It's The Roommate by Jen Silverman at the Mixed Blood Theater. This is a Prime production. You can get tickets at primeprods.org. Terrific play. You'll uh, you'll get to have an adventure with women who are reinventing themselves. And we're so grateful to have both the actors and the director have been joining us today. And and make sure you go see this from June. I've got to get make sure I get the dates right. June 3rd through the 19th. And tickets are on sale now. Thanks so much Thank for joining us. Thank you so us. much. Oh, yep, absolutely. Thank you for being with Bye-bye. us today. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And we've been talking with Prime Productions about their upcoming production of The Roommate. And we have Allison Edwards, who's playing the part of Robin, um, going to be with us this segment. Hi, Allison. How are you doing? Hello again. I'm good. How are you? Doing very well. So, Allison, you being part of Prime Productions as well as being in the show, how did you go about picking this play? Well, it was interesting. It was an interesting journey because when we first found it, we um, thought it was a really, really fabulous play, but we weren't entirely sure it was right for our audience. So what we did, we um, had have developed a, a relationship with Westminster um, Church in um, in downtown Minneapolis, and we have done some just simple readings for them. Uh, And so we decided to do a reading of this play for them. And about, um, you know, maybe a dozen people came and listened to it. And we were really surprised at how much they liked it. Oh, really? So that gave us the confidence that it was not too controversial for our audience. And um, so, and everyone since then who has come in contact with it, whether it's you know, part of our, some of our volunteers or some of our staff, everyone has just loved it and thought it was terrific. So that has definitely given us the confidence to go ahead with it. Well, there must have been something that initially attracted you to it before I even brought it to the, um, to the Westminster readings. Was there something about the characters? Was there something that just, you just went, oh yeah, this needs to be up on stage? Well, well, absolutely. It was a, much of what we've talked about already is is part of it that these are really interesting, complex women, and they're flawed. Neither of them is perfect, and there is not a simple little bow tie up at the end of the play. They they have their their strong points and their their good points, and then they have they have. Uh, defects sure. for lack of a better word and but it's that balance that uh, has so long been missing in plays about women roles for women in general but specifically for women over 50 and that was i think the 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 real three-dimensionality of these two women um again the one the the iowa housewife who really blossoms and the um, the vegan lesbian um, woman from the Bronx who who finally uh, commits to what how she wants to change her life. My guess is is that on this journey of getting to know this character, 
she's developed along the way, and you may have had some aha moments in discovering who she is. Without revealing too much, because I want to make sure that folks come see the show, can you tell us a little bit about the journey of discovery with this uh, this character, Robin? Well, it's been a really, it has been a very interesting journey. And I think part of it was that my initial instinct for the role was that was to really lean into the fact that she was an enigma. And, but the problem with enigmas is that they're not always all that interesting. And so Greta has been really good at helping me find the ways to not to go against that idea that there that she has secrets because of course she does but that she's not as closed off and trying to keep everyone at bay as my initial instinct was about her that she you know she really does sort of find this woman interesting whose home she's just moved into um she's just different and there you know there's some things she's not going to tell her but there are other things she's okay telling her. And so it's been, so that's been a really interesting journey for me. And making the decisions of when she's going to be open and when she's going to be closed. Exactly. And what she's, what she's willing to be open about and what she's not. And in my initial enigma interpretation, there were far fewer things that she was willing to be open about. And so, so that's been the fun part to find, oh, she could be open about that. That's, you know, so, and my so guess is been, e- even choosing what she wears um, is is a creative process as well. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, I had my first full costume fitting two days ago, and I always find those really helpful because they help. To me, once you get a visual of who this person is, mm-hmm. it also helps inform the internal life as well. Also, how has it been working um, all with women? I mean, I, I, I love having opportunities uh, to do that. Um, ha- have you, what have you found that has been supportive in that process? Uh, well, that's, uh, I find it very supportive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just been fabulous. One of the things that I remember um, talking to people about when we were first forming this company was that, as an older female actor, life in the theater can be very lonely because you'll get cast in a play where you're the only woman that age. You may be the only person that age. And so suddenly, you know, the rest of the cast doesn't feel like inviting you out for a drink after a performance or a rehearsal or whatever, just because they, not because they're mean, just because they assume you wouldn't be interested. And so you end up, it ends up being a little lonely. And that's the, the terrific thing. I mean, our stage manager is a woman. And um, so it's just, it's great to have a room full of women. I got to say, I love it. <laughs> what I hear you say is that in some situations, you don't feel seen. It's almost yes. in that part. Yes. And mm-hmm. that in being with women to produce this together, um, there's a different kind of seeing each other, a different yes, kind of supporting absolutely. each other. That's a really great way of putting it. And that allows you to perhaps explore more. Do you feel like you're going deeper into this role and deeper um, with the cast members in that inclusive feel that you have with the women supporting each other? Um, I, probably. I mean, I do think there is a, there's, 
there's a feeling of safety that you always want in a rehearsal room uh-huh. uh, for a play, but maybe maybe that safety happened quicker mm-hmm. um, than it's instead of sort of having to develop it in a cast that has men and women in it. The fact that there were all women in the room, I think it it maybe made that happen sooner. And as you've been going through the rehearsal process, you mentioned in the last segment that lots of things in producing the play of like, oh, yeah, we need to do that. Um, has the rehearsal process been different after COVID as well? Is there a different kind of level of um, trying to find your way or figuring out how to do this again that's strictly the rehearsal process? Um, for me, definitely. Um, that will be an interesting question for you to ask Greta Oglesby because she has continued to work all through the pandemic or through much of the pandemic. Uh Um, I know she did at least one, if not a couple of films. And so, so she had less downtime, so to speak, than I did. And so um, for her, it may just be um, a continuation of her normal process, but you'll have to ask her that. But for me, it absolutely was, like oh oh that's right that i need i need to do this before i do that and also um because there are so many lines having to learn all the lines beforehand or as many as i could possibly cram into my brain um it just it 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 made it a sort of heightened, I suppose, for lack of anything else. It sort of felt a little like being shot out of a cannon. It was oh like God. suddenly, oh, here we are. Um, but it was, it, it was a, for me, it was a little bit of a relearning curve. And how long have you been in rehearsal? Uh, we are finishing our third week. So on... Tuesday, we go into technical rehearsals, and Thursday, we have our first audience, and then we open on Friday. And the full run of the show goes from June 3rd to the 19th, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. And to, this is called The Roommate that you're in. Uh, it's by Jen Silverman. You're performing it at Mixed Blood Theater, but it is being produced by Prime Productions. Right. And one of the things we were... Before the pandemic, we were going to be doing this at Park Square. And then when everyone thought it was only going to be a couple of months hiatus, Park Square didn't have any more room for us that season. And uh, Mixed Blood did. Or Mixed Blood did, I guess it was actually, we knew at that point it was going to have to be like a probably a year later, but they had the room so we made the commitment to go with mixed blood but the thing that's really wonderful for us in terms of the way the world goes round is that we did our very first show at mixed blood and jack ruler was the person who believed in us Mm -hmm. before anybody knew who we were and we will be the last show at mixed blood under jack's leadership what a wonderful trajectory of beginning, yeah. middle, and end. Isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. Well, the mixed, uh, mixed Blood stage is beautiful. So 
I highly encourage our audience to consider going to see The Roommate. Again, it's at the Mixed Blood, but go to Prime, P-R-I-M-E, Prods, P-R-O-D-S dot org. You can learn more about the show as well as buy tickets. And tickets are on sale now. And it's going to be a terrific show. Uh, Allison Edwards is playing the part of Robin. And uh, her counterpart uh, will be uh, Greta Greta Oglesby. Oglesby. There we go. Greta Oglesby. And she plays the part of Sharon. And in the next segment, we will be talking to Greta Oglesby about her role as Sharon. So thanks so much for joining us for this uh, segment. We so appreciate it. My pleasure. Good morning and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and this week we've been talking about Prime Productions and their upcoming production, The Roommate. And in this segment, we have the chance to get to know Greta Oglesby, who's playing the part of Sharon in The Roommate. Welcome, Greta. We're so glad you're here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, Greta, tell me a little bit about your background and um, how you came to Prime Productions, but first, just give me a little sense about all the different things that you do and and are doing. Well, uh, I am, (laughs) I'm a full-time actor, of course, I have been for probably, uh, I guess, the last 25 years. Uh Uh, I'm married to a Methodist minister, so I'm also a first lady of a church. Um, I have two children. Uh, and uh, two grandbabies. Oh, my goodness. And I, uh, anyway, I kind of fell into acting. I, uh, growing up as a kid, I always, I was, I was fascinated with numbers. So I, I wanted to be an accountant. So I went away to school and got a finance degree. And I went back to Chicago, which is where I'm from. And I worked as an accountant for the city of Chicago for about 15 years. And I just kind of stumbled into acting. Uh, was slipping through the Chicago Sun-Times on on a break one day, and uh, there was a little audition notice that um, that said the Chicago Theater Company was looking for six African-American women who could sing gospel for a little musical called Men's. You know, and I thought to myself, hey, I'm I'm African-American, I sing gospel, I should go out for this little musical. Anyway, of course, I I go out for this musical and I get a part in it. Oh, my goodness. And here I am living my best life, or, or so I thought, uh, as an accountant, because that's, that's always what I, I always wanted to be that. Uh, but it, as fate would have it, uh, I stumble into uh, theater and find it to be something that I could not live without. So well, you, um, you have an amazing yeah. resume of being with five seasons at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Uh, and you oh, have an yeah. Ivy Award from there as well. Uh, the Ivy Award is from here in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. I did a, a, a musical called Carolina Change that year, uh, and and uh, I'm sure it was in uh, direct response to that to that wonderful production. Well, so so much richness in your background in theater, and it it's interesting because so many people all their life want to be an actor, but they end up being an accountant, and all your life you isn't to that be. something? I know it's such an odd trajectory. <laughs> But a wonderful one, and I'm glad that it, it it created a passion in you to continue to do the work that you do. Yeah, and me you were too. at the Guthrie as well. I have. I've been at the Guthrie many times. The latest one was uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Is that the last 
performance? That is the last one I did. I believe it was, yeah, it was. It was Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Mm-hmm. Wonderful show, yeah. and you were magnificent in it. I, I enjoyed it so very much. much. <laughs> so what, you. what attracted you to doing this show with Prime Production? Uh, well, Shelly Place uh, twisted my arm. Uh, and <laughs> she's uh, good at that. She's so good at that. Um, Yeah, Shelly and I have been uh, just kind of joined at the hip uh, when she reached out to me some years ago. uh, And I was just, uh, I was fascinated by uh, the theater company, you know, which uh, the the, the thrust is to uh, celebrate uh, uh, women in their second act. Uh Um, uh, You know, because we're all past the ingenue stage now. Uh, And sometimes it's, uh, it can be harder for, you know, women of a certain age to continue to thrive uh, in in this business. Uh, And so she got this brilliant idea, you know, I'm, you know, I'll make work for us. We'll start our own (laughs) theater company, you know, Uh, and I went out uh, for, I think it was one of the first auditions they had. And I forget the name of the, the, the show that they were doing. So I'd signed on to do the show, but then something else came up that took that took me out of town. Of course, that was paying me way more money. Uh, and so I had to bow out of it. But but Shelly and I have been trying to find something that I could I could work on with Prime Productions. Uh, and she this one came up uh, and it came up, you know, right before COVID. So, of course, we were we were going to do it uh, in that season 2020. You know, but of course, everything shut down then. Uh, and so we thought we were going to do it in 2021 if we had some dates in 21, you know, but then another variant came and then, you know, theaters were still shut down. So thank God, you know, we finally get the chance to, uh, to do this wonderful, uh, wonderful comedy. Now, with that, with a lot of the theaters shutting down, I understand that you've been able to work pretty much through the, the COVID or did you have to take well, some time out? Uh, well, when I, let's see. I was, I was, I had just opened Thunder Knocking on the Door uh, with Ten Thousand Things, and uh, and we were kind of shut down. Uh, it, I think we were in the opening week, uh, and and then things shut down. But you know, as we all thought, oh, it'll be like maybe three weeks, yeah. two three weeks, and then we'll be back. You know, who knew? You know what havoc this thing would would, would you know create across the globe? Um, but in twenty twenty one. Uh, let's see, was this 20? No, this was 21. So in 2021, you know, theaters were not, theaters were not really not up. I think they just started maybe, oh gosh, maybe summer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I did, I started doing, uh, I did a, a bunch of Zoom uh things on on zoom which was horrible i hated that <laughs> i think we all did but it doesn't were trying feel to... like theater does it you know right yeah. you know and i i remember feels kind of like I... the brady bunch doing a, a, a play oh my gosh with the little squares <laughs> yeah, right? exactly yeah exactly. oh it was it was so yeah anyway uh so i did some zoom stuff but um i started i i, I went out to uh, los angeles i got cast in a uh a film called queen pins i think it's on showtime right now but I so during the pandemic, I was out in L.A., you know, shooting this movie. And uh, and then after that, you know, theater projects started coming back. So this this isn't my first time being back on stage since COVID. I, I just got back in town from uh, uh, Palo Alto. I was doing uh, August Wilson's Gym of the Ocean out there. So I think I've only been back about three weeks now. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, so it's been uh, it, it it was still a little busy for me, you know, which is, you know, uh, I'm very grateful for that. 
Well, the play seems to be about reinventing yourselves. Um, as, is there a parallel to how coming out of COVID, there's kind of a reinvention of theater and reinvention of how you put theater up? Have, have you felt any uh, new aha moments as you've, you've come to this play? Well, uh, uh, the only aha is just um, just how grateful you know I am to to be back, and how grateful uh, I am to you know to still be able to do to do this, and that that theaters are you know up and running uh, again. Uh, so no, no real aha moments. Uh, like I said, just just so glad to you know to work again uh, and to see. Uh, and to go and see plays, I'm a I'm a theater lover, so I'd rather see a play that, than to see uh, a, a movie. I just saw um, Raisin and Sun at the Guthrie the other night. It's so um, magical to actually, you know, be in the presence of actors right? performing. It, it, it just is. It's just nothing like it. And I'm just, um, yeah, just so grateful that we're, we're, you know, theaters are back and up and running. You know, uh, with with lots of protocols in place, though. Um, that's super different, but you know, we got to do what we got to do. Would you like to just share a a little bit about your character just to give our audience a little tease? Oh, wow. So, uh, Sharon, (laughs) she's, uh, uh, she's a divorced, uh, mom. She has one son who lives in New York. She lives in Iowa. She's not from Iowa, but she lives in Iowa. She settled there. Um, and she, uh, I, I think she's had kind of a, a little bit of a mundane kind of life. Um, and so I'm not quite sure if she, uh, if she wants, if she wants this roommate because she needs the money or if she wants a roommate because she wants the friendship and it's probably both. Um, but yeah, so she puts in an ad, uh, a newspaper and, uh, she gets this roommate and, uh, the, Oh my gosh! Just the <laughs> the the comedy between these two, and, and they're so uh, opposite. You know, it's like uh, the odd couple. Oh, great! Uh, Only the and, female and, yeah. perspective. <laughs> Absolutely. So they're very different from one another, uh, but they um, they're lovely together. They're just so lovely and so funny uh, together. And I've I, and I was I tell people this all the time. I'm. I'm never cast in comedies. I, I think people think I'm not funny. <laughs> I, I think people, you know, and I mean, I guess, you know, if you do look at my resume, I mean, you see a lot of really great characters on there, but it's, it's, it's usually not, uh, it's usually not a comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so this was, this is what has been so delightful to work on this piece and to work on it with my namesake, Greta, the other Greta, Greta Grosh. Um, this is our friend. We we know one another, but we've never worked together before. So this is um, it's been so hilarious to sit in the room and somebody will call Greta and we'll both go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to work on it with her, uh, she's been such a, a wellspring for me um, because she's such a comedic actress, actress herself and a comedic writer herself. Um, well, so she's been, yeah, she's just been so uh, invaluable to me, uh, just kind of guiding me through this and, and you know, and helping me with my comedic beats and well, uh, and all of that. I, I couldn't do this I'm without sure, her. I'm sure excited about coming to see the show. And it is called The Roommate. It's by Jen Silverman. It's at Mixed Blood uh, Theater, but it's produced by Prime Productions. And you can go to Prime 
Prods.org to get your ticket. And the show goes from June 3rd to the 19th. Don't miss it. Thanks so much, Greta. I appreciate your time today. It's great to hear Thank all you. about the background and, and gets me all excited about coming to see the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you at the show. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.